Hello, and welcome to Duck Blind. I'm Jill Schroeder, and this is our first podcast from Grey Duck Gallery here in Austin, Texas. We're starting this podcast to give a little background on our upcoming exhibition and to let you get to know our artist that's coming up. Our next show is Point of Origin with Sarah Sudhoff, and it will open on Friday, March 6th. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for being our first interview. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to ask you to tell me a little bit about the show Point of Origin and what the inspirations were behind it. So the project actually started several years ago when I was living in San Antonio. I happened to live in the flight path of military air transport, as well as a medical helicopter from downtown San Antonio going to the med center. And um, I would hear these um, aviation sounds daily, and um, they reminded me of growing up near or on military bases. And then I moved to Houston in 2015 and saw that there was not military um, planes in the sky, but there was this influx of helicopters in the sky. And I became very interested in what they were and where they were going and why there were so many of them. And I came to find out that Memorial Hermann, which is one of the large hospitals in Houston, has the busiest helipad in the country, and it was the first medical helipad in Texas. So they have five bases around the city, and they um, have, I think, 19 helicopters. Don't quote me on that, though. So I uh, applied for a Houston Arts Alliance grant in 2016, was awarded it in 2017, and began research on Memorial Hermann's life flight crew. And if you've heard about Dr. Red Duke. He's the one that started the Life Flight. It took me about a year to get into Life Flight to meet with the VP. I went through several iterations of what the project could be and had to go back to the drawing board many times. But I was really interested in honoring these missions, these life-saving missions, and calling attention to them because I was paying attention, but I didn't know if everyone else was. And for me, I was first um, drawn to them because of the sound and what that meant, what that sound meant to me, and trying to educate the public about the history of life flight, the history of helicopters in trauma care, especially that uh, life flight in Houston was so prestigious. So um, you're using a lot of data in the show, so heart, heart monitors, the routes. Um, can you tell me how you're incorporating the data and how it shows up in the show? Sure. The first, um, this is the second time the work has been shown. So the first time was in January of 2019. And that work was taking flight paths from one month in Houston in 2018 and making an entire exhibition out of that. I had asked for a year's worth of flight data or flight logs and was given one month. I didn't think that was enough information and it ended up being plenty of information. I could continue to make work about it. It might be a little repetitive, but there's enough to dig into there looking at the patterns. And when I made that show, because of having to go back and forth with Memorial Hermann and getting approval, it became very minimal. Not, not to say that it wasn't successful, but I missed the person being in the show. If you've looked at my earlier work, it's always about the body, the bodily experience. And yes, there was, this was data, and it was data about people moving through space, this experience of um, being cared for rather than in an ambulance, you're in a helicopter moving and being cared for and your body's being repaired. The exhibition, although I thought was very poetic, a poetic gesture of this data, I really missed the person being in it. And so I went back to Memorial Hermann and the same nurse that I worked with and said, 
what other content can you give me? What other content can be approved for me to use? And I asked them to record sounds on the helicopter, which wasn't all that successful. But what I was able to get was actually a ticker tape or printout of heart rate, breath rate, pulse, and CO2 levels of patients on board. And so this next um, iteration of the project, which is opening March 6th, will have heart rate, breath rate, pulse rate data um, along with the earlier um, kinetic sculptures. And so now there's going to be a mechanical device uh, that will breathe along with or in correspond to specific patients' breath rates and their heart rates, and it will pump up and down. Uh, there's a device, um, which I'm sure you're familiar with, with your husband's work called the Lucas, which will pump or do chest compressions for the patient. It can be used anywhere, but it's especially used on the helicopter in case it's a 30-minute flight. They are, um, you know, able to do chest compressions on the patient while they're administering other care. And so it abstractly references this device. It um, is breathing in tune with the actual patient's data. And so that's one of the kinetic sculptures. There's also new sculptures that are pulse rate and heart rate only. Um, I'm again working with textiles. In the earlier show, I had these suspended kites that spin um, when someone moves in the room or the air turns on in the vicinity. Those spin, they're made out of sailcloth and thread. And these new sculptures, which will either be on the wall or a pedestal, are also made from textile um, and stainless steel thread. So there's um, a reference back to the earlier work, but also thinking about um, the machines that touch the body, heal the body, and repair the body. And uh, thinking about also the layers of the body, the skin, the bone, the muscle. And so when I look at these sculptures, yes, it's from heart or breath or pulse rate data, but it also looks like the body to me with the multiple layers and materials that are being used. So you, you've been known mostly for your photography in past work. Um, was that a deliberate decision not to include photography in the show? Or was the data just so compelling as more sculptural elements? Great question. Maybe one day there'll be a photographic element, but I haven't found the right one yet. The closest thing is this ticker tape machine that we're working on. It doesn't have a title yet. It will. Um, but it is outputting. We have taken the breath rate and put it into the R channel. Sorry, the heart rate into the R and the breath rate into the B and then the CO2 um, into another channel. So it's an RGB file that's coming out. Um, so it's the closest thing to a photograph that we have. And it's rather than a regular um, line drawing that you would see when you think of a um, an EKG machine or something like that, it is a pattern, almost like a ghostly um, conversation or a portrait. It's very abstract and it's per patient and it'll be coming out of this ticker tape. So when I worked with the nurse from uh, LifeLight, he gave me this ticker tape, which was all this data. It was numbers. It wasn't patterns. It was, it was nothing more than a number. And so I was very interested in turning those numbers back into images and those images back into people. What would you like for a viewer to take away from the exhibition? Um, I've been very intentional with this exhibition to make the work um, and the experience of the work very accessible to a child, to a parent, to someone who is interested in medicine and science and healthcare, to someone that has no idea what they're about to see or experience. And I'm working with textiles to reference the body. I'm working with machines to reference technology. Um, there's debossed, very minimally debossed prints in the exhibition, highlighting these routes that Life Flight takes over our city every day, over 300 a month, which is 
enormous and people are not paying attention. I really want to honor the EMS personnel that on these life-saving missions, I am so thankful that they exist. I am very fortunate that myself, my family, my children have never had to be on one, but I know that if we need it, it's there. And I have formed a really great relationship and bond with LifeLight and some of the personnel, and I know that I'm in the best hands possible. When you're walking through the exhibition, I hope that you find something that moves you because this exhibition, this work that I do, it is, it is meant to resonate. It is meant to engage you. It is meant to make you stop and appreciate and be more mindful and have gratitude and just thankful for the everyday because everything is precious and... Um, I'm really thankful for the opportunity to exhibit this work. I'm really thankful for the opportunity to collaborate with scientists and doctors and nurses and technicians and to bring what is normally invisible and make it visible. Thank you so much for sharing that and opening yourself up to this experience and letting other people see it. My husband's a paramedic and I feel like he's invisible and behind the scenes, but he does so much for so many people. And it's a toll. It's a toll on people who do that job. So I really appreciate you acknowledging them. This has been awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for being our first um, guinea pig on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) I want to thank Sarah Sudhoff for joining me. Her exhibition, Point of Origin opens Friday, March 6th, and will run until April 19th. I would also like to thank Scott David Gordon for producing the show and the Black Drum Set for letting us use their song, A Dangerous Drive, for the intro. Thank you. 